What are the pros and cons of Utah joining the Big 12? We're talking about it on days. Locked on Utes. You are Locked on Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Lockdown News your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment matter more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today to get started. My name is JT. We're still a former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. I know earlier this week I talked about we'd be doing a Q&A, but instead, on today's show, I decided to sit down with Josh Neighbors and talk all things Utah to the Big 12, the likelihood it's going to happen, my thoughts on it overall. So I hope you guys enjoy my conversation with Josh Neighbors. And then Sunday. Day, we'll be answering your questions on Locked On Utes. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 podcast. Joining us today from Locked On Utes, it is JT Wistersill, who is the host of Locked On Utes, covers uh, the University of Utah. On today's show, we'll, we'll take a look really at the idea of Utah joining the Big 12. And JT, glad to have you on. We'll start first with some of your impressions about some of the latest news. And really, I just wanted to start a series where I'm going to talk to all of our hosts who cover Utah, Colorado, Arizona, and, and ASU and kind of get their thoughts. But I think a, a fun part of it, too, is this is all playing out in real time. And so, like, the latest piece of news that we got yesterday in a place where I want to start is the idea of Apple uh, not being really a savior, but being a potential television partner for the Pac-12 and your thoughts on what that would be, what that would look like. And do you like that? Because I think the number one thing we, you know, with Utah is that they're getting recognition. They're getting eyeballs Mm -hmm. because they're playing and winning Pac-12 championships and they're playing in Rose Bowls. So their visibility is climbing. And I think they're in a pretty unique spot that, you know, this is a program that's on the up. I know Kyle Whittingham's not going to be around for much longer. It yeah. sounds like, right. Mm-hmm. He, he talked about one, not wanting the coach until, you know, until he, he drops dead, but like the program as a whole is on the rise and they just joined the PAC 12, you know, not just, but recently Yes, They're winning the league. They're going to Rose bowls. Visibility's up. So thoughts about an Apple TV deal, considering it's a streaming partner and they don't just have, they don't have a linear cable channel. Well, first, great to be on with you, Josh, and also further just the Pac-12. I mean, part of me thinks like, you know, Pac-12 football streaming sounds fun when I first hear that, right? Like on Apple, like there's something fun about that. But then I think yeah. like, what's the biggest problem with the Pac-12? No one in, especially the East Coast, they don't really care. and They don't really watch it. Putting it on a streaming service instead of having it where like late Saturday night, I'm scrolling through channels. Oh, Pac-12 after dark's on. I'm going to click on that. Putting it on a streaming service will make it even worse. So to me, as much as there's some excitement in being like, oh, I could go like my football, my team's games are on a streaming service. Like there's something fun about that. But like, I think visibility wise, it's actually really bad for the conference. Because like I said, I think a lot of just the, the casual college football fans will fall even more out of touch with the Pac-12, which I think is really a negative thing for the conference as a whole. So Look, if maybe once a year they played, I don't, I'll be honest, I don't even have Apple or TV right now. So I would need to go over and buy it then. And um, I know there was a lot of reporting by Andrew Marchand of the New York Post about like mm-hmm. pricing and everything for it, like how many games would be played on it in that scenario thing. I mean, the whole meet, we'll talk about it in a second, sure. But this is, I mean, it's, it's tough for the Pac 12 right now, the way the media is shaking out with CBS not wanting to be there. It's like all your friends are like kind of slowly but leaving you. And then you're just going to be, end up with uh, whatever, maybe ESPN is going to be able to lowball them or whatever it is. But I mean, it's not great, Josh. That's for sure right now. Yeah. For the 
Well, you know, Andrew Martian, he's, he's been on the podcast and, and he is, he's all over this and, and he and John Oran have done a great job with their coverage of this. Um, and you know, it's, it's difficult because the one thing you can tell, and, and I understand this, and I, I think, I think one part that some people have lost sight of, you know, kind of in this big 12 pack 12 fight is that ideally everybody kind of wants to remain where they are. Right. Like, yes. and that's, that's kind of the reality, but you know, nobody wanted to lose UCLA and USC and nobody in the big 12 wanted to lose Texas and Oklahoma. There might be animosity. Now I saw Jamie Pollard from Iowa state his comment where he said they can't leave soon enough about, you know, uh, Texas yeah. game, you know, Texas, Iowa state playing on the longhorn network. And wild. I, I understand that, but like, it, it does suck that they're leaving. Cause they do have, they did have a, a pretty large financial impact, right? They did have a very, very large scope, large impact. And you know, the same thing for USC and UCLA. And ideally, once again, like everybody wants to remain where they are, but this is major college athletics. And, you know, it looks like at this point, some people are going to be left behind at some point in time. And if you're presidents and AD, and I'm not sure what the structure is. I know every school is kind of different, right? Mm-hmm. Every school, there's schools that have border regions. There are schools where the presidents are making the call. There's schools where it's maybe the AD and the border regions and a president making the call. But if you're a decision maker, you know, you just don't want to be left without a chair in this game of musical chairs. And mm-hmm. I think Pac, I think Utah is desirable because of where they are right now. You and I actually talked before. Mm-hmm. It's nice to feel wanted, but I yeah. think the end result everybody is hoping for is everybody can remain where they are and make money where they are, which that's the reality. I'm not sure that's going to happen everywhere. You hit the nail on the head, Josh, when you said, like, I want, honestly, as a Utah fan, like, I want to stay in the Pac-12. Like, I I just, but I also want, I wanted USC and UCLA to stay. Like, it's something fun about, even when their brands are down, there's just something fun about playing those teams because you love beating them. It's the same thing with Texas and Oklahoma, right? Everyone loves to play Texas and Oklahoma, especially Texas of the more recent years. Oklahoma, this most recent year after Oklahoma was kind of cleaning up the conference for a while. Like, you get up to play the big brands because it's fun. It's why, and they draw attention too. I mean, Duke and North Carolina weren't even ranked. I still tuned in to Duke, Carolina. It's a tradition. Like, you do it every year and it's great for the ACC that they get that many eyeballs on it. So, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate that this is the position that everyone's really in in college football where you do kind of have to put and do what's best for you. And that's what really interesting. And I'm really interested to see like how um, Utah weighs all those decisions and looks at it going forward. I'm someone I feel, I feel like the the long-term future of college football is to kind of super conferences. Basically. I just feel like that's eventually where we're going to end up. It still feels like it's a few years down the road, but also I don't know that. So I feel like if Utah were to stay in the PAC 12, that they put themselves in a good position to be selected for a super conference eventually. But Look, if we do just if they're if the super conference doesn't come, then the best move for them very well may be going to the Big 12 because you look at the way things are shaking out right now. And uh, Josh, correct me if I'm wrong, but what is it, 38 million per year in the media rights deal? Yeah, well, the the television number by itself is going to be 31.6. But I think once you start adding the additions of, you know, every uh, once you start pouring all the money on about what you make per year, NCAA tournament, bowl appearances, CFP, it's going to end up more towards, I think, 50. Yeah, uh, for them in all told, but the television number strictly is 31.6. I want to say 31.2, somewhere in that range. Yeah. And I mean, look, the PAC 12, look in terms of Oregon, Washington, and you just said like the, all the guys you're having on basically the hosts, right? Like this is the reason that they're attractive and they offer stuff. I think they provide value, but is the PAC 12 going to be able to get that 30 million deal? I mean, mm-hmm. it's looking less and less likely with the more people drop out CBS. I mean, you're shaking your head too anyways. No. That it just, it seems really hard to believe. So it does feel like if they, the best term for them to make the most money in the short term, it feels like is going to the big 12 for being honest. But 
as I said, I think then you also got to weigh like, well, what does the future of college football look like? And I believe they're set up even better to win right now in the pack, just in terms of they know the teams, they know the conferences, and they come in, it's going to be tough. The one thing for me personally that really appeals about joining the Big 12, I will say is I really love playing BYU. I just, even when, look, and most recently they beat us too, like, but I love rivalries. Like that's what, that's what everyone loves that week at weekend after Thanksgiving, right? When we get Ohio State, Michigan, Auburn, Alabama, all the great rivalries that make college sports, the passion is what makes college sports so great, right? So that part of it really gets me excited. I, but I said too, I, I hope that Utah is able to make something work in the Pac-12, but if they go to the Big 12, I'm not going to be like kicking rocks and really disappointed. I think there's a lot of exciting things about joining the Big 12 and it's, as you said, it's nice to be wanted because there's a lot of appeal to having Utah in your conference right now in terms of the brand and what they've been able to build and establish coming off back-to-back Rose Bowl appearances. Are we still calling it the Holy War? Are we still allowed to call it that? I got, you know, it's funny, like, cause I got backlash for that once and in a media thing I did. And then everyone else will like still call it that on Twitter, but then someone got mad at me for saying it one time. So I don't even know, but I'll just say this. It'd be great when the two best teams in Utah play each other. <laughs> yeah. No, th- and that, that's something that obviously, and that kind of gets to the appeal, right? Um, mm-hmm. If we're talking about schools that make sense, Utah does because the Big 12 just just added the school in Utah. Not only they added a school, they added, you know, the, a, a religious based institution, but also one with a lot of good football history. Yeah. Well, you've got now the red hot Utah Utes. And I want to mention this too. Like Utah is, you know, last couple of years they beat USC twice in the same season. They beat Oregon twice, you know, in in the same season. And also, too, to go, you know, go back to the super conference thing. Like we just had TCU in the, in the college ball playoff championship. So we're talking about super conferences. I think you're totally right. And I, I think the one thing though is if we're doing super conferences, are like are we like just gonna look out for schools that 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 draw? Because the problem is we just saw TCU make and here's the thing, four team championship. It's like you know, it's so selective, so restrictive. Yes. And they had to go and beat a Michigan. You know, we saw Trounce Ohio State and they they led wire to wire. Like, are we gonna cut out the Utahs of the world, the TCUs of yeah. the world? The schools that we know can succeed at a high level and, and play in these big games. Are we just going to cut them out? Like, you know, if we go to super conferences and I think the answer is, I think the answer is no. So I feel, feel like Utah in any situation isn't, is in good shape. It's just a matter of where you land. And you know, if, if you are Utah, you have to think like, okay, as, as red hot as we are right now, we have to keep going. We have to keep capitalizing and financially, you know, if we're going to go from wherever they are, they are right now to, to what, like 25 million. I mean, yeah. to me, the gap, the gap I was thinking about, and this is just the one that I made up in my head was 10 million. Because once we start getting to eight figures, that's a significant gap. I mean, five to six million for athletic departments is significant. And then you start piling on more money that the Big 12 makes, especially, you know, talk about all the NCAA tournament appearances and how deep those teams go and how much money that makes in bowl games or whatever. Like the gap is going to widen between the Pac-12 and the Big 12. And I think schools like Utah need to be cognizant. Now, the one question is, are they a full member in the beginning? I don't know. But down the line, you'd have to think whenever that next television contract comes up, the Big 12 is in 2030, they're in prime position to be a full member and they'll make more money that way, mm-hmm. you know, in the long run. So I think there's a lot to balance. And and for especially for Utah, who's obviously football's a moneymaker. So, you know, mm-hmm. basketball's got some momentum, but football has got so much momentum. Is the Pac-12 the right place to remain, the right place to stay? It real. I'm I'm so glad I don't have to make that decision. By the way, that I could just cover and talk about it because it is such a complex issue. Because right, there's, said, there's like, so much that goes into yeah. it. Yeah, there's so much that goes into it. In terms of like success, I just feel like you're in a good place in the pack. Like you're hitting your stride right, right now, coming off. You, you're winning, class. right? You, why would you want to mess yeah. it up? You're winning. Yeah. yeah if, it ain't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like everyone says, right? So I just feel like the momentum they got going on. They know these teams. They know these opponents really well. 
Um, how would it change in to the Big 12? How would that affect their recruiting? Would it still be as good? Would people view them like, oh, they're coming into the new conferences? You know, a lot of times when people change conferences, it's not like the, the first year usually goes outstanding. Like I think Utah could, would do well in the Big 12. But I mean, there's obviously going to be losses. And I wouldn't expect Utah their first year in the Big 12 just because of the change in conferences. I think there's years where the, like this year, Utah goes to Baylor. I think it's going to be a fantastic game. That's going to be really hard to win at Baylor, too, because I mean, Baylor's a really good football team. Right. You know, they're coming off a little bit of a down, down year under Dave Aranda but he's a heck of a head coach. I really expect him to turn it around and I expect that to be a full fist fight. And we don't even know if Cam Rising is going to be healthy for that game. He's coming off an ACL injury. So it makes it interesting, but it is really, like I said, it's really tough to figure out what to do. I, my heart wants Utah to stay in the PAC 12, but my mind, a lot of it is pointing to look, the future is so uncertain. You know, for a fact that in the short term, you're probably putting yourself in a better position to get a media rights deal. And then but also, if I go to the Big 12, I don't just want, like I said, if, let's say they do the super conference thing and we have 50 teams in it. And let's say Utah get a, a chance to be invited into that. I don't, I wouldn't like like going to the Big 12 for like two years and then just leaving to go join a super conference. I, like that just doesn't feel right to me either. That's, but so much of this is what's so crazy and none of it feels right, right? It's not going to feel right to see Oklahoma and Texas over in the SEC. It's not going to feel right to see USC and UCLA taking on Rutgers at like 11 o'clock in the, in the afternoon, basically. So it's just right. going to be all these crazy things, situation in games. Um, like I said, for me, if I was making the call, I'd want to stick it out with the Pac-12 a little bit longer. But, man, the more that comes out about these media rights deals, it more gets more concerning. And maybe it is better for them to go down to the, the Big 12. So it is a really fascinating situation, Josh. And it's amazing just how many layers there are and what goes into it. You get Commissioner Kalayakov, like, putting out these statements of confidence, which usually statements of confidence, like, whatever you have to make, like, things are okay. Coaching, the old coaching vote of confidence, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, things are not usually okay. That's like Jim Harbaugh these last two years. I can't even tell you how much. Look, I know Michigan's enjoyed a lot of success. It would drive me nuts every single season where Harbaugh's like putting out statements like, I'm going to stay. It's like, right. we're just going to do this year in and year out. It's like, do you want me? Do you not? It's like being in a relationship where someone's not really committed. So it just, it's it's going to be crazy. Well, I you know, I, I was saying about that, you know, okay, if you're going to announce it, like just announce that you have a deal. Not the, yeah. hey, we're working on a deal. Announce yeah. when you have a deal. But, I, you know, I think I think it makes sense. Obviously, yeah, you struggle and, and they're winning right now in the Pac-12 and they're beating mm -hmm. the big dog programs to do so, which obviously is a good feeling. And, you know, you don't want to mess with that. I will say that the avenue, the one big thing that you'd get is the recruiting in Texas would definitely would get bolstered. Especially True. when you're going to be playing, you know, you're guaranteed essentially like two games in the state of Texas every single year. Yeah. Right. You know, there's, there's a bunch of big 12 schools, obviously with tech and with, uh, you know, with obviously TCU and then Baylor, and then obviously you have Houston in the mix, you know, so you're going to go down there and, be playing a lot of games which obviously is, is very very exciting uh quick word more sponsors i want to hit on a video about what pac-12 or excuse me what, what utah would bring to the big 12 today's show is brought to you all by the fanduel sports sports book i actually saw fanduel sports book they've got some wagers some lines you can you guys can place a wager on for next year's games already in college football some of those early lines so you guys can check that out they've got odds for the nfl draft it is america's number one sports book they have the best interface uh, for my money, the best interface out of any single app out there. So check them out. Fanduel.com slash locked on to get yourself uh, some bonus bets. If you all lose on your first bet, make every moment matter more with the Fanduel Sportsbook. All right. So, you know, uh, what is the, obviously we hear your appetite. And I, I think, I think the answer is probably your app, your thoughts are representative of what a lot of fans feel, but what does the fan base have to say about this on the whole? And what is the, you know, I think the interesting part, once again, is like, this is not, you know, some giant leap. 
BYU is going to be doing is going to be making the same yeah. you know same transition now for them. It's from independent to obviously uh, you know the Big Twelve for you all be from winning a power conference, uh, you know winning power conferences to a new power conference in, in football at least. So what is the general fan appetite? Is it split? Is it majority one way? Uh, what is your vibe on that from from your coverage and, and the fans that you get feedback from? Glad you said general, because as you know, getting people to agree on anything in completeness on social media is a very challenging task. But um, yeah, I feel like, man, I feel like the fan base is split. Honestly, I think a lot of people are really excited about the potential of joining the Big 12. I think the one thing that everyone can agree on is they would love playing BYU twice a year like that. That whenever that game happens, it's so great. Just the rivalry in state, everyone talking, going at it, really. I think it's. I really think it's outstanding and a lot of fun and one of my favorite things. And one of the things I was really bummed we didn't get this year. I wish we were. And this year I'm excited because you get Florida, Baylor too, like big games that are going to be really right. cool. But there's something just, it's, you want to play your rival each year. If they're your rival and call, like every year we make Colorado our rival. Now that game has a little extra spice to it, right? Because you got Deion Sanders over there now and I'm excited to see how that's going to all play out. But yeah, it just, it feels like the fans are very much so split on. I think a lot of them see the value of it in terms of what the media rights deals eventually and all of that could bring into it. And I think a lot of people are like, we're in the pack. We're comfortable in the pack. We've done well in the pack. We're doing well. Like we talked about, it ain't broke, don't fix it. So it makes it really interesting. Um, The other point I do want to hit on really quick, though, is you mentioned Texas recruiting. Utah has recruited Texas very well. They had a standout offensive lineman, Brain Daniels, who just got done there. Cam Rising and their new running back, former quarterback, Jaquindon Jackson, were both transfers from the University of Texas, too. Mm-hmm. So they've recruited Texas well but to your point that would only get better with the Big 12 presence oh, in yeah. Texas and you're also even closer to Florida which look Utah has gotten some pull in from California right they've done a good job but you could maybe you lose a little bit of the California poll but you can get I mean, look I played high school football in Texas so I'm going to be biased to Texas and I'm going to say I want to recruit Texas to the best of my right. abilities but you can get Texas and a little bit of a stronger presence in Florida too just being closer as well too and with some of the new Big 12 members coming in from Florida too I think that makes it really exciting but the fan base in general is yeah it feels like it's really split on it as people tend to be on social media I want to take a second to tell you guys about the sponsor of today's episode, UCCU. UCCU is opening a new branch in Vineyard. To celebrate, UCCU is giving away a 2023 Kawasaki Terry Times 4 UTV. Vineyard is one of the fastest growing cities in the state. The new branch offers all the benefits of a UCCU branch, multiple drive-up lanes, 24-hour ATMs, and UCC's new interactive teller machines, or ITMs for short, which provide all the benefits of meeting with a real UCCU professional either in the branch or right from your vehicle. It's a virtual connection to a remote teller with a highly personalized audio and video connections. So celebrate the new Vineyard UCCU branch entered to win a 2023 Kawasaki Terry Times 4 UTV. Winners will be announced in April just in time for summer fun. Stop by UCCU's new branch in Vineyard, conveniently located next to the Megaplex Theaters and Top Golf, or enter at uccu.com. You don't even have to be a member of UCCU to enter, and there is no purchase necessary. UCCU, love where you bank. Yeah, I think it's interesting because, you know, and, and you wonder how the, the recruiting develops, but they're going to they're gonna maintain, you know, I, I think if if you talk, came to the Big 12, they'd probably maintain, obviously, we're talking about the four corner schools. So the Arizona connection would be there, yep. right? And Arizona is is an area where a lot of people are moving from California, right? So mm-hmm. a lot of the talent's going there. There's a lot of talent in Arizona and there is. Uh, you're close enough and you're playing close enough, I think, to California, you know, to where it's this is not across the country. I know it's different states, but it's not all the way across the country. And once again, like they've done well with, with Texas, but you know, there's no substitute for being there more often. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, it it cannot, unless you completely screw it up, it cannot hurt unless you lose every game you play in the state of Texas, you know, by a ton. I'm not even sure then it's going to hurt a lot, Uh, but it just can't, it can't really hurt you that much being there more often. And so, you know, I know UCF is there and obviously Cincinnati and West Virginia. So there is more traveling involved. 
But, you know, this is the way college, like, you know, I, I hate the traveling. I hate the loss of regionality, but I, I've said this a bunch and people might show get mad when I mentioned my alma mater, but I went to Missouri. And mm-hmm. the only thing that Missouri and South Carolina have in common is that they are both in a place called Columbia. Besides that, there's nothing they have in common. Yeah. Columbia, Missouri and, and, and Columbia, South Carolina are halfway across the country, but those two teams are in the same division and they made up a rivalry trophy. They yeah. have the Governor's Cup or Mayor's Cup, whatever the hell it's called, yeah. that they play for every year. Mm-hmm. That's just the way college football is going, like you mentioned, with USC and UCLA playing at 11 a.m. you know, in College Park uh, or in Piscataway, New Jersey. These are things that we're going to have to get used to. So if it's an 11 a.m. Central kickoff or a noon kickoff at the Bounce House in Orlando, Florida, I doubt that would be the case for Utah UCF game. I think there'd be a bit better time slot, but you know, uh, you know that, that so be it, right? And I think the same thing works the other way around. If UCF has to go to Rice Eccles and play a, a 10 p.m. East Coast time kickoff, so be it, right? Because that's just the way things are going. And also, I think it's pretty exciting. I think that's yeah. pretty interesting and pretty exciting. If that had to work, you know, work out. And I just think the number of new matchups too, like these would be a lot of fresh matchups if you yeah. think about it, for, you know, if the four schools that were added plus the big 12 schools, you just don't see Utah run into them a whole lot, a whole lot. Right. And so I think that's, that's kind of, to me, the matchup ideas, especially with how good Utah has been in football recently just gets me even more excited. Yeah. Utah playing Baylor each year going against tech. Um, there's so many different ones, as you mentioned too. Utah taking on a team like program, like Cincinnati too. see what they're, they got going Houston. There are a lot of fun ones too. And that's what do those, like I said, this is the part where it doesn't matter as much. Right. But like when I, when I say that too, it feels like, man, then no Washington, Oregon at the same time too. Like that also feels weird to think we wouldn't be facing them anymore, but then, but some of those obviously might be coming over too, if there was a potential mm-hmm. uh, merger too. So it just, it makes it all really interesting, but those, yeah, those new rivalries that could take place, I think could be a lot of fun. And, you know, while you were talking about um, just like, you know, going in and playing games in Texas, I just remembered when Chase Winovich with uh, Michigan went up to all those, I, can't, I think it was Ohio State recruits in an Ohio State game. It was like, this is why you need to come to Michigan. Like, literally, I don't think like Utah players would do that, but that's right. just kind of the example. Like, you could do that if you won a game. And like, those guys come there to like, to, for, to go, let's say, it's a Baylor game. And all of a sudden, Utah's kicking their butt and they're like, man, look at this Utah program, the position there. And maybe I want to be taking my talent. Right, and there, you, so. You're going to be going to places like Dallas where TCU uh-huh. plays. You're going to go, well, Fort Worth, but still it's like a Dallas, you know, it's right. It's, yeah, it's Houston is the, four, I mean, I always say this, you look at any SEC roster, you look at any great school roster, they got kids from the Houston area. It's the fourth largest mm-hmm. in America, fourth largest media market, whatever it is in America. They're yeah, hosting the Final Four. Right. Yeah. They had tons of talent. And I and to mention the Final Four thing too, I think one part of this, I know Utah basketball is having a nice season. Yeah, I think the one thing about the Big 12, too, is, well, it's good at basketball or what's amazing at basketball, and there's loss yeah. to be had. Like, it almost gets to the point, though, where it's going to raise the profile of your basketball program to where, like, you, can't, true. Like, you can't suck. Like, yeah. like you're not going to want to get the crap kicked out of you. And Pac-12 basketball, like, the problem is there are a lot of programs that just nobody cares, right? Mm-hmm. Like, nobody cares. I mean, Oregon State had a nice year a couple years ago, but think about it. Nobody cares about Oregon State hoops. Nobody cares about Washington State hoops. Nobody, Washington hoops has been down for a while now. They Nobody cares been. about Stanford hoops. Nobody cares yeah. about Cal hoops. Nobody uh-huh. cares about Col- well, Colorado hoops is like is kind of weird up and down thing. A- ASU hoops has not been great for a while. You know they, they're going to put in Utah teams. Utah's really Utah struggled Utah's recently right too. too. I mean, there's this whole push to open the curtain because they have curtains they shut up top and they're finally opening right. up for the California schools. But like that's just they don't turn out a crowd. People are very much football focused now. They used to be a basketball school, but that was a long time ago. And to think about it too, like I just want to give you an example. Texas Tech, I mean, nobody thinks about Texas Tech basketball, you know, 10, 20 years ago. Yeah. And Chris Beard, you know, don't love Chris Beard, obviously, yep. but Mark Adams is a really good coach. And, and mm-hmm. now all of a sudden, 
Texas Tech is one of the most difficult places to go in the country. Texas Tech was in last place in the Big 12 for most of the year, and uh, they're on a winning streak right now. They might make the NCAA tournament, and, you know, like that's that's the level of competition in this league, and I mm-hmm. think it's one of those, you know, uh, rising tide lifts all boats. Like, you want to come to the Big 12, and I, I can guarantee this is going to happen to UCF. It's going to happen to Houston. Well, Houston doesn't really need it, but uh, to Cincinnati and to BYU, they're not going to want to get smacked around forever. Sure. But you guys can smack BYU around, just so you know. Like that's right. Okay. I think they might be going through it. But eventually, I think the investment's going to come. And so I, mm-hmm. I think when, from that perspective too. And I know Big Twelve wants to make a huge investment in basketball moving yep. forward. It's one of those future sports just because it's a two-hour. You know, usually takes more yeah. than two hours. All that kind of stuff. I think there's the opportunity that, that that the Big Twelve offers Utah basketball is a very intriguing one. I I definitely agree with that. More high profile profile matchups, more TV opportunities, especially their game against UCLA this Thursday is going to be nine o'clock Utah time on top on Fox sports one. I mean, that's just like the entire East coast is obviously not. Yeah. They're not doing it. I know that's that's 11 Eastern, isn't it? Yeah. It's 11 Eastern. Oh my God. So you're not getting any East coast games there versus I think about, I was just thinking the other day too, like watching last night's games, like Utah never plays on Tuesdays. Like it'd be great to get some Tuesday games. That's something that really appeals. And I do think their basketball profile will be raised. I mean, I was at the final four a couple of years ago when it was Virginia versus Texas tech. Like that was a lot of fun to go out there, check out and see everything. Like that's the kind of thing it offers is that level of competition, the talented programs. Um, we've seen how good Kansas state has been this season too. And I think coach Smith, who's at Utah, um, former Utah state coach, he led Utah state on a solid tournament run a couple of years ago. I think he's a really good coach. And I think a move into the big 12, I actually, I think for basketball it benefits basketball a lot. Like I think for football, like I said, I think eventually they like maybe one to two years and then they're competing for big 12 championships because that program's in a good position but, because they're good enough. Yeah. They're good enough to, to compete. Yeah. Yeah. But for football, like I said, like we're already in a great position. Basketball's not. So it makes a lot of sense to move over where look, maybe those first couple of years you do get your butt kicked, but eventually the long term. You're going to get tired of it though. And you're going to say, yeah, we've got to make the right investments, whether it be facilities and recruiting and an IL and all those spaces. Cause it's like, you know, football is only 12 games a year and we are Mm -hmm. not going to get our tails whipped all the time. And that's what happened. And all of these schools in the big 12, I mean, there has been like, I cannot think of one school in this conference that is not making the proper investment to, to basketball. Now, some individual yep. fan bases might say, well, it's not enough. You're not enough. You're not enough. All of these schools, uh, Oklahoma's a bad one. That's just because yeah. the fans don't really care, but they're gone anyway. Mm-hmm. All yeah. of these schools care. They all care that they have currently. And I think the new members are going to have to, right? Because there's a there's a big stretch of the year where you there's no football. And yeah. do you want to watch your alma mater, your favorite school get killed? No, you don't. So mm-hmm. the investment, which I think is, I think, I think just because the quality of the league, it like you might say, yeah, we'll get killed a bunch, but it, it's not going to last forever because right-minded ADs and presidents will, will get wise and put money into it. And how many people love March Madness? I mean, it is one. So many people's favorite sport is college basketball, and their favorite time of the year is March because of the tournament. Right. And if Utah could put themselves in a position where they're competing for those things, they're getting in March Madness, they're going on tournament runs again. That that's really exciting, and I think it's going to be it's a great opportunity too because. And we talked about the effect of moving to the Big 12, too. I think for football, like you said, you get maybe two games a year for football. Basketball, I mean, you get a lot of games down there. So if you have family in Texas for some of these recruits, it's like, well, maybe none of these other Big 12 schools are offering me right now. Kind of want to stick it to them still by playing with them. And I got family that can come out and watch with me. Utah becomes really appealing when in the past Utah wouldn't be appealing. So, yeah, it makes a lot of sense for them. And like I said, I while football, part of me is like, oh, I really like the Pac-12 rivalries we got going on right now with the position the Utah basketball program is in. And I feel like they're slightly trending up. I mean, look, they had a winless January last season and they've already won 17 games this season. So, right. and they're, look, they're going to 
more than likely get their butts kicked at nine o'clock, but everyone's going to be asleep. So no one's going to pay attention to that game anyways against UCLA. But I think them going to bat, going to the big 12 is part of basketball too. That's one of the things that would get me really excited for, like I said, football, maybe I'd be a little bummed at first. Like, Oh, we lost out on some of those other ones, but there's a lot of really talented programs in the big 12 when it comes to football too. Utah TCU would be, would be really exciting. Like, so I think it's easy to get back on the idea of the, of those things too. And look, whatever Utah does, I feel like if they stay in the pack, I can be like, okay, for football, great rivalries here, basketball trending up a little bit. If they go to the Big 12, great rivalries in there. Already secured a media rights deal through 2031, I believe, 20, Josh. Yeah, 2031, yeah. Yeah, 2031, so security there as well. You don't have to stress about these different things. There's a lot of pros and cons to each side, and as I said earlier, I'm just glad I don't have to make the decision. Right. Uh, all right, JT, where can people find you and your work and all of its variety? Yeah, so locked on Utes. We turn out stuff every day. Josh, you actually said earlier you didn't know how long uh, Kyle Whittingham would be going. It's funny enough that just before we jumped on, I just finished up an episode talking about hey. when will Kyle Whittingham retire. <laughs> so, yeah, make sure you guys jump on, tune into that tomorrow to see when one of the current best coaches in the college football mm-hmm. landscape is going to end up hanging it up. But locked on Utes, you can follow me at JT Wistersill on Twitter. And Josh, this is a lot of fun coming on with you, man. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Make sure you guys follow him, follow his show, Locked on Utes. Once again, you guys can find Locked on Big 12 wherever you guys get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. Uh, All right, JT, appreciate it. Hopefully we'll be uh, talking to you again here shortly. Yeah, very well. Maybe, Josh.